Hey there, lovebirds. Happy Wedding Wednesday, and welcome to Your I Do Crew, a wedding planning podcast. Each week, Atan and Lindsay bring over 30 years of industry experience to the table with insight and interviews from local and national wedding pros to give you the best tips, tricks, and hacks that will take the stress out of your wedding planning process and help elevate your special day. So grab something old and something new. It's time to listen to your, your I, I Do, do Crew. So one of the questions that I get a lot from my couples is how can we include more people in our wedding, but we really don't want to have a ginormous wedding party. Uh, a few years ago, it was kind of a big trend to have like 10 people on each side, but honestly, it just becomes one, a big expense because either they're buying dresses, renting tuxes, or you are buying them dresses, renting tuxes. You're buying gifts for all those people. You're trying to organize ginormous bridal showers or bachelor parties and all those different things. And it just ends up being a huge hassle, not to mention logistically, it can be really challenging unless you have a venue that has a really wide space up front. Oftentimes it can be challenging to try and fit the whole wedding party up there. I mean, we're really talking about like over 20 people if you have at least 10 on each side. And I think the biggest wedding that I've done, each side, I think the one of them had 11 and the other had 12. So we seriously had about 25 people up at the very front and we were like wrapping around into the aisles. It was bonkers. So today I wanted to give you some other ideas about ways to include people in your wedding where either it might not make sense to make them a, a groomsmaid or a groomsman or a bridesmaid or a bridesman or whatever you want to say, whatever you want to call them. And again, nowadays we're seeing a lot more mixed gender wedding parties, but some other ways that you can include people that maybe it doesn't make sense for them to be in the wedding party or you want to keep a small wedding party. So some different ways to include people in the ceremony without having them stand up next to you in the front. Right away, you've got your obvious ones like escorting down the aisle. Great for parents, but we've also seen it done with aunts, uncles, grandparents, cousins, you name it. Basically, anyone that you want can walk you down the aisle. Or you don't have to be walked down the aisle. You can walk your own self down or the couple can walk together. But that is one way that you can give someone a very real, a very meaningful part in the wedding without putting them in the wedding party. And especially, you know, I've had weddings where we've had, <laughs> and I want to make sure that I don't call it like a bridal relay, um, but I had one wedding where a bride was walked down the aisle by her grandfather, her stepfather, and her dad because they were all very meaningful to her. And so she wanted each of them to be included in that way. Her grandfather had helped to raise her. Um, her father had been gone for a while, so she had a stepdad, but then she had reconciled with her father. And so she wanted all three of them. And she was actually, she used the word bridal relay. I didn't come up with that name on my own. She didn't want it to seem like a bridal relay, but we had a venue where it was a nice long walk up to the altar. And that was a, a nice long song for her to walk into. So it didn't feel like a, a change of hands, but um, but um, but um, but um. What it was, was a very nice time that she got to have with each of them as they walked her down and she got to have her hug and a few short words with each of them as they came down the aisle. And then she walked with the next one for a third of the way and so on and so forth. And so that again is a really great way to include other people or more people into the wedding. Another one, and again, we're going to say fairly obviously, is through readings. 
and not every wedding will have readings. I would say probably 60 to 75% of the weddings that I officiate, they'll have some sort of reading. And it might be something as simple as a few lines from a poem or a verse from a song. Many couples that have a religious background will choose religious scriptures that they want read. And sometimes it'll be a combination of those, especially if we have couples that aren't especially religious but they want to recognize that their family has a lot of religious traditions, they'll select maybe one scriptural reading and then one non-religious reading. And having those readings is a great way for someone else to be involved in the wedding. So again, if you have someone who's been very important in your life and you want to recognize them, but it didn't make sense, you know, if Uncle Marv is very dynamic and was instrumental in your relationship, maybe he introduced the two of you, but it doesn't make sense to make him a groomsman, then by all means, have him read the lyrics to your favorite song or have him read something from a book or an essay on love. And again, there are so many reading choices that you can look through and choose. I have a few PDFs that I submit to my couples that have a variety of poems and and readings and selections that are both religious and non-religious based on what they want. And some of the most meaningful ones that I've seen have been family members where it's a very important reading to them. One of the ones that I always think of that brings tears to my eyes is when I had a couple who each of them had been married previously and they each had a teenage daughter. And so during the wedding ceremony, each of the daughters stood up to give a reading and one read from Victor Hugo's Les Miserables and the other read from The Velveteen Rabbit. It's where the rabbit's asking the horse, you know, what is love? What makes you real? And I can honestly say there was not a dry eye in the house when those two girls got finished reading those. And so it was incredibly meaningful to have each of their children give those readings. And again, The Velveteen Rabbit was the the one girl's favorite book as a child. And so it was incredibly meaningful to her and her mom. And then to have it read during the wedding was so wonderful. Another way that you can include different people in the wedding, and this might be a little off the wall for some, but like I always say, a tradition only has as much use as you give it. Oh, there was a great meme on Facebook that said, traditions are just peer pressure from dead people. (laughs) And, And I love that. I really, really do. I think that if a tradition isn't serving what you want, then it doesn't really have a place in your wedding. And so what I'm talking about is the presentation of the rings to the couple. In a real traditional wedding, we would have the best man carry the rings. You know, maybe a ring bearer would walk them up the aisle and the best man would hold them. And then the best man would present them right before they're about to exchange rings. But I've also had weddings where the couple had friends of theirs who weren't in the wedding party, or maybe they didn't have a wedding party, but they were in the guests and they came up with the rings at that time. I've had couples where, again, if they have a child or if they're coming in from a blended family and they each have children apart, they'll have them carry the rings. And so having those people come up and present the rings to the couple directly can be a very powerful gesture and a great way to include people in the wedding. Likewise, a presentation of unity supplies could be a great way to include other people. And that could be anything from a sand ceremony or if they're going to be doing a canvas painting or an anniversary box or any number of things. You can almost take any of the unity features and give somebody who's meaningful to you those supplies and have them bring them up at the appropriate time. That has the added benefit of not having to have a table out front of the wedding the entire time because then you're not having to logistically walk and work around it. 
So it's not a bad idea to not have to work around those and plan, especially if you're working in a place with not a ton of square footage to maneuver around or if you're in a cramped area. So having someone who is important to you hold those supplies during the ceremony and then bring them up at the appropriate time is a great way to include them and honestly kind of streamline the logistics for the ceremony. And while we're on the topic of unity features, those are still a great way to include people in your wedding. Now, the obvious choices are including any children, you know, between the couple or that the couple might be bringing into the marriage, but you could easily include other family members or even close friends. Some of the unity features that we talked about in episode 95 are even ideal for this exact purpose. For example, I have done hand fasting ceremonies in the past where the couple has had not one hand fasting cord, but they will have multiple hand fasting cords. And to, to refresh you, a hand fasting is where the couple holds hands at the front and then cords or wraps are wound around their hands, symbolizing tying the knot. It's an ancient Celtic tradition very cool. And the way that I've had couples incorporate more people into it is by having multiple cords and allowing them to come up and wrap the hands themselves. So for example, a wedding that I had last summer, the couple had chosen three other couples that inspired them for different reasons, either because of their sense of service towards one another or their longevity, whatever it was, they chose three couples that were inspiring to them. And they had those couples come forward and actually tie those individual knots around their hands. And then when all the couples had tied their own lines around the couple's hands, I threaded one final line through as the full hand fasting cord and tied the really big, nice decorative knot. And that's obviously just one example. There are many others. And again, I would refer you to episode 95 to look at some of those unity features and really think outside the box about ways that you could include others into those unity ceremonies. Now, sometimes there are emplacements in the ceremony that you need someone to hold something. And specifically, I'm thinking of if you're out of doors and you have some sort of canopy or an arch or flowers, you can have people hold those. In the, the Jewish tradition, the chuppah, which is the canopy which the couple stands under, if you're doing an outdoor ceremony, sometimes you might have to have somebody hold it down if you don't want to use stakes or anything like that. And so having someone that you trust hold that for the wedding can be very meaningful for them as well. And in a way, they are literally supporting the wedding. And again, the same for an archway or an arbor. I've had a wedding or two where the bride didn't want to be seen until she was on her way down the aisle. So they actually had a door frame at the rear of the guests and the bride stood behind it. And it was there wasn't anything holding it up. Well, other than two people on each side, but it was just a door frame with a door mounted in it. And the bride stood behind it. When it was time for her to make her way down the aisle, they opened the door for her. So again, that's a way that someone could be involved in the ceremony is holding up those pieces, those structural pieces, canopies, doorways, arches, or even if you're not going to have bridesmaids or attendants, you could have someone hold flowers. Again, I had a wedding where the couple didn't want to have anybody stand up there next to them, but they had their best friends sitting in the front row and the bride's best friend held her flowers. Or if the couple has a very young child already, and I've seen this before where we're marrying couples that have a child who may be only one or two years old, having someone hold that child could be a part of the ceremony as well. More ways for family members and friends to be included are through an acclamation. And again, this is where we ask, the officiant asks the gathered guests, 
if they approve of the wedding. And again, everybody always says yes, right? Because we're all good humans. And so what I will do often is I'll either have all the parents stand or all the family stand, the immediate family or even extended family or all the guests stand up and I'll say, do you support this couple on your wedding day? If so, say, we do. And everyone shouts, we do. And it's an awesome affirmation for them to be part and engaged in the wedding ceremony. It's really fun. Another way to ask one or two people to directly be involved in the ceremony would be to have them sing or play an instrument as part of a feature in the wedding. And that could be something like during the entrance, during the processional. If you have someone who's a musician, have them play their instrument for their processional music or sing or do both if they do both or during the exit. Or I've even had weddings where they've had someone do that as a part of a feature of the wedding. Again, in some of the traditions, you'll have a song, especially in some of the, the more spiritual traditions, you'll have some of the mass elements and you can have a song sung by a soloist or a cantor. Or one of the things that you can do is during the unity feature, if you're having a unity feature, instead of having a narration about the meaning of the unity feature, because everyone pretty much understands that you're pouring the sand together, which symbolizes your lives coming together, or you're lighting the candle, which symbolizes your life. You're, you're always symbolizing your lives coming together, right? We, we get that. So instead of having the officiant talk over that and explain that, you can have someone perform music over that. And that, again, is a really wonderful way for someone to use their gifts and their talents and to be able to provide some sort of meaningful addition to your wedding ceremony. And finally, one of the best ways to involve people who aren't in the wedding party is to put them to work, whether that might mean ushering people to their seats or having them pass out programs or greeting guests as they arrive. Again, giving them a job to do. Some people like it, some people don't. So you have to kind of play it by ear and check each situation as it arises. But that is, again, something that generally needs to be done and most people are happy to do that to be part of the wedding. Now, most of these have been centered around the ceremony itself. Obviously, that's my wheelhouse, so that's usually what I focus on. There are plenty of other ways to include them in pre-planning the wedding, having them help you with the planning process, or having them sit at the head table for the reception. As I said, the list goes on and on. If you think of any glaring omissions that I've forgotten to add today, we can add them in a later podcast. Go ahead and email me at aton at weddingsfortheages.com and then I will quote you and recognize you in a future episode. And that's this week's episode. Thank you again for listening. We are so glad that you choose to spend your time with us. Remember, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so for as little as $1 a month by going to patreon.com slash crew or leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast network. And make sure that you subscribe to make sure that you don't miss a single episode filled with great stories and wedding tips. So stay tuned for all that and more on next week's episode of Your I Do Crew. This is Atan, owner and chief officiant of Weddings for the Ages. You can find us on The Knot, Wedding Wire, Facebook, and Instagram as Weddings for the Ages. And this is Lindsay Roselle with Lucky Bird Photography. You can find me on Wedding Wire, The Knot, and you can also find me on social media using at Lucky Bird Photo. If you liked what you heard today, help us spread the love. Comment, like, rate, and review on iTunes and Google Play and share on your favorite social media platforms. We love feedback. So if you have any suggestions or if you want to ask us a question, email us at feedback at youridocrew.com. Thanks for listening, and here's to love, laughter, and happily ever after. Cheers. Cheers. I want to get, I want to get, I want to get married. Hey! 
music credits are as follows. Song title, I Wanna Get Married, by artist D Cylinders, from the Free Music Archive. Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 international. Oh,